The world is so competitive, and it looks like American students are less competitive than perhaps ever before in COVID. Keeping those students indoors, away from schools, away from other students for almost two years, that, that's the culprit. And all the decision makers who made that happen, take a look, down 20% in reading and math, two years between 2019 and 2021. This is, this is devastating. And it's real. And let's not kid ourselves. The Zooming, you can't learn via Zoom. All right. This is not good for students. Also, the mask wearing. They can't see each other. They can't see the teacher. They can't emote properly. You learn by looking at people's faces sometimes. This was all a disaster. Fauci forced so much of it. And Donald Trump, at times he was the lone guy saying, this isn't good. We're very much going to put pressure on uh, governors and everybody else to open the schools, to get them open. And uh, it's very important. It's very important for our country. It's very important for the well-being of the student and the parents. So we're going to be putting a lot of pressure on open your schools in the fall. Yeah, well-being for the teachers, the students, the parents. But, uh, hey. They wanted him to lose the election. That's what it was about. And Fauci wanted more power. And the teachers union, you know, a lot of them did not want to go back to school. So I hope they're happy with these results. We're going to be living with these results for decades to come. All right. We've got to talk about this now. We call it the real white supremacy, the real white supremacy. Now, this is pervasive. It's actually everywhere. And if you engage in it, you'll be popular. You'll be fashionable. You'll be stylish. We're talking about white liberals who were convinced that they are the ones who must help the black people, that black people are so at a disadvantage, so lost. They can only get by with the help of virtuous and superior white people. Now, this is an ignorant way to view the world, but it's very popular and it's growing. It's growing, particularly since, well, Black Lives Matter summer, it went ultra mainstream, ultra mainstream. So white people join forces because they're good and virtuous, especially on the left. Right, right, right. They had to help. They had to help this horrible situation. There were so many lies being told during this period. What else would prompt Nancy Pelosi to get on her knees in African garb? for this kind of display. Mitt Romney got into the action. Mitt Romney walking in a Black Lives Matter protest. What was that all about? What was motivating them? I think it was a sense of superiority and also securing their own power, securing their own status, big time. What do you think this guy was thinking? So this went viral and people noted that it had very little to do with the protest or the issue at hand, but all with his need to perform and appear as though he were doing something. It happened to people all across the spectrum in terms of race, but they all had something they wanted to keep or wanted to gain power status. Hey, the football world, they were the worst. This is that coach of the Seattle Seahawks. This is about racism in America that white people don't know. They don't know enough. And they need to be coached up. 
and they need to be educated about what the heck is going on in this world. The, the really amazing thing that I've learned is black people know the truth. They know exactly what's going on. It's white people that don't know. This is a preposterous and racist way to see the world. An entire group gets it, an entire group doesn't get it. Is this a land of individuals? It really ought to be, but he had status and power. I think he still has it and a lot of money. $11 million salary. If you had status, you had power, you went with this nonsense to keep it and pretend that you had something to offer. Here's Governor Northam of Virginia. Mr. Blackface, do you remember that? Yes, he actually wore blackface at one point. And uh, well, after he was caught doing that horrendous deed, he could never, ever speak the truth again. We don't realize sometimes, especially as a white person, how impactful, how offensive they are. You got to speak for yourself. And you may, in fact, be a racist. That blackface one more time. This is, uh, can you believe this? A Democrat who actually managed to stay in power after that. All right. So what else do white people don't do? Oh, they don't listen enough because black people can't make themselves heard. Is that what they're saying here? As a white person, as white people, we need to listen. When it comes to race, white people need to listen more. I don't understand these generalizations. Do you? They make no. I'm going to be very specific here. I again think it's about status, power, and money, especially for these two that you just heard. Joan Walsh, uh, net worth some $12 million. The other one, I believe, married into money, $25 million in estimated net worth. Um, this is what it's about money, making more of it, keeping what you got. Back to the NFL, the worst in all of this. Roger Goodell, he can't back up this statement, but he keeps making it. Watch. We, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. Systematic oppression of black people. What does he know about that? Explain that to me. Tell me the history of it. Tell me how it exists today. He can't. But he knows that's what the mob wants to hear. Racism, everybody condemns it, okay? Not just you at the NFL, but this kind of, he's not after solutions. He's after keeping his status and power, which he's got a lot of, an estimated $200 million in the bank. Wow. All right. But the worst offender of them all is Joe Biden, who, when it comes to virtue signaling and race baiting, he is the king. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more okay. questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. Wow, that's actually not virtue signaling. I'm race. That's just flat out racist. That is flat out racist. And Joe, Joe is lecturing the entire country during this moment, this extended prolonged moment, by the way. Uh, there are other moments that the mainstream buries, but they happen and history will one day acknowledge them. In the meantime, I will. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Did you it spoke pretty fast, but can we put that up on the screen, please? Um, it goes like poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. That would reveal Joe Biden's um, racial prejudice that black children must be poor or poor children must be black. That's something, isn't it? And he keeps talking like this. It happens all the time. 
Romney wants to let the, he said in the first hundred days, he's going to let the big banks once again write their own rules. Unchain Wall Street. They're going to put you all back in chains. He told, there are a lot of black people in that audience. Mitt Romney is going to put you all back in chains. Are they that weak? Are they that inferior to somebody like Mitt Romney that that would actually happen? That's nonsense. That's racist. And the rhetoric, the rhetoric, not just from Joe Biden, but all of the left, just corrupting our entire society. We're living with the results of this stuff. Need to protect themselves against uh, racist police officers. Modern policing, particularly in the South, and as you said, in certain parts of the Northeast, actually evolved out of the slave patrols. To understand American policing today is really to tell a story that comes out of slavery in the United States. The discriminatory and racist police system in America. The police have not actually slowed down their killings of people and black people in particular. And so this entire system is what needs to be put on trial. The entire system, the entire system, policing, our Constitution, our way of life, all of it is wrong. All of it. You know, there's a pretty thoughtful guy at uh, FBN. His name is Charles Payne. I heard him on the radio not too long ago, and he said that he feels like Joe Biden is trying to make black kids afraid of the police and resentful of America. And it's working. It's working what they're doing. And you can see it all too often. The police see it every day. Now, in Michigan, a couple of months ago, there was a traffic stop. This should not have escalated. But look at how the driver acts, how he doesn't cooperate. Where could he have gotten these ideas that what was happening to him was completely unjust? Hey, stay in the car. Stay in the car. Stay in the car. Get in the car. Dude, I'm stopping you. Do you have a license? Do you have a license? For what? I'm stopping you. Do you have a license? What do? Do you have a driver's license? Do you speak English? Yes. Can I see your license? <laughs> what does that? A struggle breaks out. Man tries to grab the officer's stun gun. He winds up dead about 90 seconds later. Where could he have gotten the idea that everything is racist and he must resist or is entitled to resist? We'll see how this all shakes out in court, but I think the toxic, ridiculous conversation this country is having about race has led to tragic moments like this. Stay with us. We will be back. John Hinckley, the man who tried to kill Ronald Reagan, is making the rounds on the mainstream fake news. He's everywhere these days. We'll be right back. Whenever news breaks. A lot of destruction there. It was really the front lines in the battle. And wherever it happens. And a humanitarian corridors opened up this morning. We're trying to go rescue a 96-year-old lady that doesn't have anybody to take care of her. They're using ingenuity. They refuse to give up. It's incoming fire. Come on. Yeah, let's get down here. Newsmax is there for you. All I can say is that the fake news just doesn't get it, do they? 
hideously, hideously biased against anyone who is pro-Trump or conservative and anything we do. Ooh, and questioning the election just a little bit, the fairness of the election. Wow, we are, well, just listen to what they say. The Republicans across the country are undermining our democracy. It's easy to blame Republicans for undermining our democracy because they are. I will not sit back and watch in silence while others lead our party down a path that abandons the rule of law and joins the former president's crusade to undermine our democracy. You got 19 Republican states all over this country who are undermining the foundations of American democracy. What do they call it? Is this gaslighting when they accuse you of doing what they're actually doing? Uh, questioning, hey, I don't know about Pennsylvania. That's not undermining democracy, okay? And don't pull that January 6th stuff. You guys, every single day with your words, are literally undermining democracy, or at least saying you want to. Take a look. We are essentially slaves to a document that was written you know, more than 230 years ago by a tiny group of white slave-owning men. The United States Constitution, we are slaves to it. She is saying the Constitution is illegitimate. I can understand she doesn't like this amendment or that amendment or she wants another amendment, but she says the whole thing is junk. And I think this guy says the same thing. He's another favorite of theirs. The Constitution is kind of trash. Now, let's just, again, let's just talk as adults for a second. What did you say? It's what? It's kind of trash. Trash. It was was written by slavers and colonists and white people who were willing to make deals with slavers and colonists. They didn't ask anybody to look like me what they thought about the Constitution. Wow. Uh, This Constitution is really, really bad, according to the left. Again, it's the blueprint of our democracy, and they hate it. Next. Let's talk about those founding principles, because uh, slavery was hardwired into the U.S. Constitution, Uh, the same document that protected the sovereignty and freedom of white people, uh, protected the transatlantic slave trade for 20 years. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, man. It's the Constitution. It's not perfect. I love it, though. We can change it through amendments. They want to throw it all out. The damn document, according to them, is rotten to the core. That is undermining democracy. All right. Oh, Donald Trump and his least favorite newspaper. Remember this? I call it the failing New York Times. Before I ran, that paper was going out of business, and it'll go out someday. The New York Times will die. The failing New York Times. It was fake news made up by the New York Times. Failing New York Times. It's If you take a look at what its unfunded liability is, check it out sometime. It's definitely failing. It's only a question of when. Unfunded liability, we'll get back to you on that. But look, I know it is horribly biased. It is so wickedly liberal these days. Um, Hey, school libraries. Do you remember? That's where I, uh, what did I do there? Sometimes I actually cut class. That's where I read my first Curious George. Uh, We love school libraries, right? Who doesn't? Librarians are cool, but no, like everything else, they've been politicized. And the New York Times is taking it to a new and interesting place. Uh, They say that trying to get rid of overtly sexual books in the classroom, that's somehow 
censorship. That's somehow uh, anti-intellectual. A new article about librarians. Take a look at this. It's crushing, this one librarian said, of efforts to restrict access to certain books. You know what your job is. You know what the best practices and standards are for your profession. And you're being made to do things that you know violate all of that. Okay, now here are the standards, they say. Librarians are taught to curate well-rounded collections that represent a range of viewpoints, especially on contentious topics, according to the American Library Association. Now, is that really true, especially in the kids' library? I think they got to keep Curious George up to date. But contentious topics of the day? No, that's not their job. But they're doing it. Lawn Boy is one of the books that's uh, uh, floating around a lot of school libraries. It's about a, uh, well, uh, I really can't get into it, but it, it, it involves child molestation. All right. Child molestation. And then there's a gender queer. This is actually, believe it or not, they say this is a mainstream book. I'm going to go through it in a moment. Now, the New York Times describes these books which are incredibly sexual and over-the-top. Two books, Lawn Boy and Gender Queer, are award winners with LGBTQ characters and frank depictions of sex. That sounds almost innocuous the way they put it, but it's not, especially this book, uh, Gender Queer. A kid should not be looking at this stuff. Um, yeah, I really, it's, we really can't go into the details of what's happening in this picture, but you see what we blurred out? You see what's going on here? Yeah, there's more of this. And this is in not only high schools, but middle schools. And here we have a young girl expressing her thoughts. She thinks she's a lesbian, but she really wants to be with two male partners. And, uh, you know, it goes on like this. Uh, next, uh, this stuff. And by the way, I think they're both 14. And then you got a knife, a big spear going through somebody's back for some reason and all kinds of dark words. Um it doesn't seem like that long ago when I was in school. I don't think this stuff is remotely appropriate. Do you? No, of course not. Libraries. Keep it simple, okay? The librarians, a couple of, uh, yeah, this works. Your current stuff is, it's wrong. And I think they know it. And I think grooming is an appropriate and applicable word. And I know it makes them crazy. All right, back to the New York Times. They did a profile on an up-and-comer superstar. Uh, her name is Myra, I'm sorry, Myra Flores, right? Yeah, Myra Flores, the brand-new Republican congresswoman from Texas who was born in Mexico. She's fantastic. She's conservative. She's got a great life story. But according to the Times, she is ultra right wing. I mean, they wrote a little profile, everything about her and her colleague, right wing, right wing, ultra right wing. What does it mean exactly? Well, it means, as far as I can tell, she has doubts about the election. Who doesn't? It's okay. And she's pro-Trump. That's okay. Right wing. I used to say conservative. They're going to call us right wing. Should we just own the term right wing? I don't know. I don't know. Left wing, right wing. They call themselves progressive. Maybe we just own it. And the things they're accusing her of are, they're mainstream, actually. Mainstream for a lot of us uh, who support Trump and are on to the right. Right wing, if you want to call it right wing, maybe we got to live with that. Has a negative connotation, but who cares? Uh, do you remember this?
41 years ago, Ronald Reagan almost died that day, almost died. John Hinckley was taken into custody, found not guilty later by a jury, not guilty by reason of insanity. It's hard to believe that he is out walking the streets, giving interviews. He was on the CBS Morning Show last week. He's on Nightline now, offering his thoughts about gun control. The Brady Law ushered in a waiting period and background checks. Right especially with regard to people who are suffering mental illness. I certainly don't think the <laughs> mentally ill should have access to guns. I mean, that's kind of obvious. Background checks are good and waiting periods are good. I think there's too many guns in America. And coming from you, that's quite a statement. Well, I hope it is. <laughs> uh, I think he should not be allowed to give interviews. That should be one of the conditions, right? I mean, these guys are known to inspire copycats. He has a comfortable life right now, does the occasional media interview. You know, a lot of federal convicts, I don't think, are allowed to do interviews, even when they're on parole. What a system, huh? What a system. You remember this show? Yeah, it's the Friends show. Personally, I wasn't that into it, but it was one of the most popular shows ever. Made the company and the actors like billionaires, pretty much. Uh, here is a clip from the show that all these years later is now being revisited, and it's considered very controversial. Chandler, is that the one? Matt Perry played Chandler. Turns out his father was um, a crossdresser or trans or something like that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the incomparable Helena Handbasket. Hello, Tones. And there's Daddy. Hello, all. <laughs> Hi, Dad. You're a beautiful mom. <clears throat> you look beautiful, too, Dad. Okay, um, moderately funny. Now, though, that's uh, ooh, that's hate speech. Hate speech, and the creator of the show is apologizing all over the place for everything now. Take a look. Uh, we kept referring to her as Chandler's father, even though Chandler's father was trans. This is Marta Kaufman, the creator of the show. Pronouns were not yet something that I understood, so we didn't refer to that character as she... That was a mistake. Now, this is on top of her apology last week, apologizing that there weren't too many black people in the show. So she pledged $4 million to some college for their African and African-American studies department. $4 million. Marta Kaufman. Now, she's a billionaire, so it's okay. But I would just have to say, Marta, lighten up. Uh, are you bored? They can't cancel you. Enjoy your money and don't apologize for anything. You don't have anything to apologize for. Stay with us. Brittany Griner. Now, I know a lot of folks would like to see her stay in Moscow. I am not one of them. And I don't think Donald Trump would be either. I'll explain when we come back. Hey, who knows this guy? ASAP Rocky is good at rapping. Uh, he is going out with Rihanna, I think. 
Three years ago, he was in big trouble. He was accused of assault in Sweden. Donald Trump did not like the way he was being treated and lobbied publicly and privately to get this guy back. Give ASAP Rocky his freedom. We do so much for Sweden, but it doesn't seem to work the other way around. Sweden should focus on its own crime problem. Free Rocky. Yeah, Rocky is an American. We can sort it out back here. I think Americans should not be detained unfairly or illegally overseas. And that goes for Brittany Griner. Now, I don't know what her. Po- I do actually know something about her politics. I don't like them, but I don't think Trump knew anything about ASAP Rocky's politics. It's an American in an possibly an unfair situation. We want these folks home. Brittany Griner, WNBA player, is now in that uh, Russian jail. What she accused of? Having some weed, some marijuana in her pocket. Now, mind you, of course, she came from America, where unfortunately everybody seems to be smoking marijuana. So we want her back. Guess who's not helpful right now? Joe Biden, publicly and privately, he doesn't know what to do. And can he just get on the phone and call Putin? No. I mean, we don't like Putin these days and what he did in Ukraine, but Joe, uh, let him have it. And sometimes you got to leave a little bit of wiggle room. Anyway, can he get him on the phone and talk about Brittany now? And is Putin, is Vladimir Putin who is to blame, period. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. All right. I think uh, the days of talking to Russia's leaders are over. I hope Brittany Griner does come back to the United States. And when she comes back, I hope she's grateful to this country. People like me, quite frankly, and others for months I've been talking about her. And maybe she thinks about not walking off the court when they play the national anthem, because that's what she's been doing. And so many players in the WNBA. Take a look. Anthem was played. We saw the players leave the floor, go back to their respective locker rooms. One of those actions we'll see throughout the season as part of the social justice initiative. Yeah, first of many ways that we will see WNBA players using their voices all season long. This is nothing new for these women. They have been proactive when it comes to speaking out on social Social justice issues. Well, um, I don't think that's really very encouraging or brave or anything. Walking out, that's reactive. That's not proactive. Anyway, I hope if Brittany Griner comes back, and I hope she does, she thinks about maybe standing for the national anthem. And again, I don't care about her politics. Uh, I want her home. I don't think Donald Trump cared about ASAP Rocky's politics, whatever they are. Uh, who knows? Who knows? He might be a big Trumper. I don't know. But I don't think that should go into the equation. OK. Hey, did you see this? Um, Antifa members just silently marching over a person's car with the people still in it. It's kind of creepy and scary. And they're so quiet. Take a look. Are they peaceful? At home. I don't know. Oh, my God. I'll be staying in the car. Uh, I'll be staying in the car. You are that on video, right? Okay. What the f- Yeah, I don't blame her for saying that. Did that guy have to walk over the car? What's that going to accomplish? You know, there are people out there who will say with a straight face that that is a peaceful protest. All right. 
Now we have this. Get ready because, ooh, a bombshell, another bombshell in the January 6th investigation. We're also just getting some uh, information about a new witness who's agreed to testify publicly in front of the January 6th Select Committee. What can you tell us? Yeah, and it's a significant one, Wolf. Uh, CNN learning that Sarah Matthews, who's the former deputy press secretary in the Trump administration, was there on January 6th and then sh- and resigned shortly after because of she-, she was upset with the way the former president and his staff handled January 6th, has agreed to testify publicly at an upcoming hearing. <gasps> Who? What? Where? Did you know this person even existed? January 6th, she resigned. Sarah Matthews. Okay. Uh, You see what's going on here? These are swamp dwellers. They want a future in the swamp or maybe on television. Yeah, you're going to have to wait your turn here, Sarah. How many people from the White House have shown up on The View, not as guests, but as co-hosts? Co-hosts. Three so far. Cassidy uh, Hutchinson is next in line. And then it'll be your turn, Sarah Matthews. Okay, good luck. Good luck. In the meantime, it is interesting to see political dialogue in this country and how superficial and silly it is compared to what Donald Trump did. This is Beto O'Rourke. This is a perpetual loser. He always loses his campaigns, but he seems to love campaigning and not talking about anything. Take a look. We have Beto O'Rourke walking the parade right now. Just want to say hello. Yes, sir. Thank Thank you for everything you're doing for this country. Thank you. We need the change. Happy 4th of July. We've got four months left until this election is going to be decided. Today we're going to celebrate. We're going to drink beer at lunch, as we should on 4th of July. Say Buda, you say Beto. Buda! What is the message? I'm a cool guy. I kind of look like Robert F. Kennedy in a shirt. I mean, this is as deep as it gets with Beto. You know, even Trump's uh, haters out there have got to admit he campaigned about ideas. Watch one of those rallies. Watch the whole thing. Sure, he makes jokes. There are segues and things like that. But it's about ideas and it's about policy. Very few Democrats can say that. Maybe that's one of the reasons why so much frustration with the direction of the country. Take a look at this. A poll from Monmouth University right now. Is Joe Biden heading in the right direction? No. 88% say no. Wow, that's a, that's a pretty big number. Growing speculation that Joe is not going to make it uh, four years. Something's going to happen. He's going to have to leave. It's just not working out. Uh, take a look at this person. It's Jen Mason. No big deal. Oh, gosh. This is one of her gross... Instagram, whatever those things are. Uh, She's a school board member in Bellevue, Washington, and she's sex obsessed. She has her own sex shop. And these things exist. It's a free country. You can have these things. But here's the problem. She's holding seminars on sex for children in the sex shop. The Uncringe Academy, sex education without the awkward. Nine to 12 years old next month. 9 to 12 and 13 to 18. Um, After the show, I'm going to make a couple of more inquiries. And then I'm going to have to call the police on this because this would seem to be against the law. All right. Whoa, what's that? A KKK member? 
Well, he's making a big mistake messing with Jerome Davison, a Republican running for Congress in Arizona. Now, this is a, a dramatization, but it's fascinating. And the candidate is making a very important point. Stay with us. We're going to meet him. go and need news now. No paywalls, no cable subscriptions. Just download the Newsmax app from your smartphone store. It's free. And watch Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere. Hey, Palestine. It's 8.15 um, on uh, Wednesday night. If you get a chance, give me a call. Not, nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least if they're not online, it's going to be printed tomorrow in the Times. It was good. I think you're clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. Wow. When are we going to find out the truth of these guys? The whole truth. We're joined by Congressman James Comer, Republican of Kentucky, ranking member of the House Oversight and Reform Committee. Welcome, sir. There is so much on these guys. Uh, what's the next move? Well, we're continuing to gather information. Uh, we've sent a letter to Treasury Department requesting more information on uh, a probable cover-up by this White House in trying to prevent Congress from uh, providing oversight and uh, getting information that Congress is supposed to get with respect to suspicious activity reports, which were filed against the uh, Hunter Biden's bank accounts. We're not going to let up. Every week, another story comes out. Investigating Hunter Biden is like tracking a bleeding bear through a snowstorm. I mean, there's so many clues or so many tapes or so many emails that prove of uh, shady business dealings. But it's also becoming evident that President Joe Biden was very well aware of Hunter's shady business dealings. So um, what's going to come of it before the election? It seems like, look, you got to have the majority to actually make these investigations count. Or am I wrong? I mean, so much evidence. They're blowing off your requests, it seems like, for the most part. Do we have to wait until... Hopefully you guys take it back in November. No, I think we're finding more information out uh, every day. In fact, CBS spent four minutes this evening talking about the investigation our House Oversight Committee is doing and the information that we've already uh, made public. So even the mainstream media is coming along. They can't turn a blind eye to Hunter Biden anymore. The evidence is overwhelming. That phone message to go along with the email from his business associate that showed that uh, he was writing checks on behalf of Joe Biden to Hunter Biden for money that the president owed his son. I don't know how many fathers owe their son's money, but apparently Joe Biden owed Hunter money. Uh, the, the phone call uh, where you just uh, reported, yeah. you just played there that showed that he was well aware of that story. That was the Chinese company that was referenced in the email where Joe Biden was supposed to get or, or where the big guy was supposed to get 10 percent. So, you know, it's just not looking good for this White House. But the problem that I have right now is they continue to obstruct Republicans' efforts to get information that's duly ours, that, that's uh, freedom of information uh, worthy material, and they're just not providing that. Some of this material we knew about in the campaign in 2020, mm -hmm. some of it. Yet, the, again, like who's going to pull the trigger on appointing a special counsel? This White House is not going to do it. I mean, yes, there's information out there, but what does it what will it lead to shy of you guys taking the majority? I mean, every now and then you hear about impeachment. I mean, 
I, I, I'm fascinated by it. I have heard some of this before. If you guys don't take back the House, is all this for naught? I don't think so. I mean, the Department of Justice is under a tremendous amount of pressure here. Uh, the U.S. attorney in Delaware, we know, uh, has been investigating his tax fraud and tax evasion issues. We know that Hunter Biden just got a new Hollywood attorney who's loaned him $2 million to pay for his debt to the IRS. I mean, Hunter Biden owes $2 million in back taxes and penalties to the IRS. So this is a very serious situation. If, if for nothing else, his tax returns. But what we've said all along in Republicans of the Oversight Committee is that Hunter Biden's a national security risk. And I have always feared that Joe Biden is compromised because of Hunter's shady business dealings. And we're seeing more and more out of this White House where they continue to cover up and try to obstruct Republican efforts to get uh, information that I think every American deserves to, to be able to see. That's wild. He may be compromised by pretty important powers. Russia, right. China, you know, China. Our, our enemies. This is right. bad stuff. I wish you luck in this investigation. We're anxiously awaiting justice. Representative James Comer, Republican of Kentucky, to be continued, sir, and thank you. Thanks for having me on. You bet. We'll be right back. Okay, you're looking at Jerome Davison, Republican, congressional candidate in Arizona's 4th Congressional District. He was a NFL player for a time. Right now, he's a pastor, and he has one of the most compelling and arguably controversial ads out there right now. Uh, Jerome Davison, first of all, welcome to Newsmax. How are you? Thank you for having me on, man. I'm excited. I'm doing very well. Excited about the video because it's hitting the nation with truth. The okay. truth that the Democrats have been the problem with the black community. All right. We're going to get to the ad in a moment. Uh, it is fascinating. First of all, do me a favor. Your uh, 30-second pitch. Why do you want to be in Congress? What do you want to do there? I want to go to Congress because I want to help save the, the country from the terrorism of the Democrats and stop destroying the American dream. Give us our First Amendment rights. Give us our freedoms uh, and, uh, and turn us back to faith, family, and freedom. Uh, those are the things that made America great. And it's going to take the boldness of a man of God like myself, a man who loves the country and loves people, uh, to get in there and do it. Well, uh, we love the message. Now let's take a look at this ad that has a lot of folks talking. We're going to play the whole thing, okay? Take a look. Love it. Democrats like to say that no one needs an AR-15 for self-defense. That no one could possibly need all 30 rounds. But when this rifle is the only thing standing between your family and a dozen angry Democrats in Klan hoods, you just might need that semi-automatic and all 30 rounds. Wow. <laughs> I, We're bringing the pain, baby. We're coming with it. Yeah, We're not yeah, going to play yeah. around, Greg. Uh, I, the guy floating in the pond at the end. Yikes. Uh, all right. So listen, tell us a little bit about why you chose this, uh, this imagery, this theme. Well, it's time to tell the truth. If the Democrats want to keep uh, making out like black people are Neanderthals and we can't vote without, we can't get an ID, and they want to keep uh, uh, twisting the past and get rid of all of the statues and everything so that they can try to make out, make to pretend that the, the past 
did not happen. I want the world to know that the Democrats are the party of the KKK, and they have done great harm to the black community, and I want the truth to get out there. Hey, let me ask you this. I mean, the party of the KKK, that's, uh, that's pretty heavy. Now, I know that a lot of Democrats were in the KKK. I mean, the KKK hopefully is gone now, but you still think they're the party of the KKK right now? Well, we just had a guy die named Robert Byrd. He was, he was a member of the Senate, a Democrat member of the Senate. He died in, in 2009 or 2010. And uh, 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 Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden, the current so-called president, was at his funeral, and they, they celebrated the man. They are the party of KKK, and they continue to do separation and segregation in this country. Now it's sexual segregation. Now it's black and white segregation again. These people are not going to stop. It's going to take somebody like me, like Jerome Davis, to go into Congress and not be told what to do. I'm, I'm setting the narrative, just like with this video. If millions of people are viewing it right now, I'm going in to set the narrative, and the narrative is going to be one nation under God. It's no longer going to be any separation. I don't believe that we should have any special groups in this country because we're all equal under the Constitution, but the Democrats will not allow us to do that. What's the reaction been like to the ads so far? Man, lovely. I mean, lovely. I mean, if you look at the ads... Read the uh, the comments underneath the ad, and it's been very positive. I mean, even even many Democrats are saying, "Hey, listen, I don't agree with this man's policies and politics, but the ad is stunning. The uh, the ad is amazing." So, let's hit America with truth, because as Jesus said, "The truth shall make you free," and uh, and we're bringing with that freedom to America. Hey, you know, there was another ad that was uh, you know had guns in it and uh, like a, a real violent situation. And your ad is is so much better. It's Greitens' ad when he goes busting down the door and he's looking for rhinos. Now, it's one thing if you right. want to take on the KKK. I think we have some right. video of this. He wants to kill Republicans in name only, and he does it allegedly with his SEAL buddies. This thing was totally over the top and weird. I mean, you put you picked a very good um, villain for your video. Well, well, it's the perfect villain because really they are the terrorists in this country and they're going to continue to do it. This ad touched a special place for me because I grew up in the South. I grew up in Mississippi. And there would be times when uh, they would say the rumor would be like the KKK is coming. The KKK is coming. Everybody, there would be nobody else playing basketball, nobody on the streets and they, everybody would be afraid. But you know what? In my home, we, we were not afraid because my father had guns in the house and we knew, hey, listen, you may come in and try to kill us, but somebody out there is going to die, too. And so the power of the Second Amendment was was prevalent in my home. Can you tell us a little bit about your time in the NFL? What team are you on? I was on the Oakland Raiders, baby. Oakland Raiders. And I went from the, I played for Arizona State. I was a running back for ASU. And then I became a fullback in the NFL because I ran a slow 40 time. I went from the 49ers with Jerry Rice and Steve Young to the, the Oakland Raiders with uh, Tim Brown. Uh, good for you, Jerome Davison. Let's see here. The Republican primary is August 2nd. You got mm -hmm. a competitive primary on your hand. The general election is November 8th, and there's an incumbent Democrat. Anything you want to say about that guy? Well, he, he voted 100% with the policies that have uh, raised inflation. He voted 100% for the open border. He hasn't said anything about that. He voted proxy from a boat while he was on vacation. And I'll, the Arizonas are here in the heat, suffering. We have drugs and fentanyl and sex trafficking and everything coming into this country. And he has done nothing. And I'm sure. asking everybody to support my grassroots campaign. We are totally grassroots, and we are taking sure. this thing to the top. At Jerome for Congress. You can follow him on Twitter, and all, all the stuff you need is right there. And you can go to the website as well. Jerome, and it's spelled J E R O N E. 
Thank you very much, sir. Good luck. Come back and we'll be right back. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow night.